ready for the interview and if you get a cue live on the laptop watch what i'm gonna do welcome to the show let them know we got a point of view hey yo let's have a combo say what you feel be real that's the motto real talk pronto doctor d phd hit an intro hold up wait gotta be social network global a home for the locals gotta be social network global a home for the locals boom 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 simon it's an over-the-top type of conversation today (laughs) (laughs) now i i told you i had some some anecdotes for this you did and i i wasn't joking unfortunately for you i believe you i believe you i definitely um well let's start from from the top before we go over the top (laughs) Let's introduce this movie to those who, because yeah. uh, I, I I told you I wouldn't did that photo shoot, and that's why we had to yeah. reschedule. Um, and I asked the person that I was photographing if they'd ever heard of Over the Top. No, wow. never heard of it. Never no. heard of it. Now, granted, they're about 10, 15 years younger than you and I. Okay. So at what age should people stop knowing about Over the Top? <laughs> Maybe our age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Over the Top is um, it's uh, Sylvester Stallone. And what year was it? Do you, do you know? I don't remember the year. No, I didn't. I didn't look up the year. It's got to be late 80s, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. early was, 90s. Sly was hitting his stride. He was. It was yeah. a different movie for Sly, actually, but kind of similar, but different. So it's a sports movie. It's a sports movie. So uh, it's got, you know, some stuff for Rocky. 1987. That's what we're looking at for Over the Top. 87. Not a lot of things in 87, I remember, honestly. So, yeah, I'm 10 years old when Over the Top <laughs> comes out. So I, my 10-year-old self says, this is a good film. Yes. <laughs> it's a trucker. <laughs> so... Is that what the, who, are, were ten year olds? Were they the target audience for this movie? It must be because we liked it back then. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine an adult actually. I mean, other than to laugh at it. Yes, I can't imagine an adult going into this film movie and going, "Man, what a great movie! What <laughs> what, a, what a stunning performance by everyone oh, all around!" No. You know? <laughs> no. In fact, I was watching it not that long ago, and I was like, I didn't mean to watch it. Like, it was on. I was like, oh, yeah. over the top. And I just remember the part where the big dude is like, get in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweating profusely. His eyes are, get in here. <sighs> yeah, he definitely looked like um, he had taken, you know, uh, uh, like the smelling salts and yeah. stuff, you know, the stuff that guys get, power lifters and stuff get yeah. hyped up with, you know. They were all definitely jacked up on some kind of energy <laughs> stuff, you know. <laughs> jacked up on some stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the premise, for those who don't know, uh, Sylvester Stallone is a truck driver, and he's the quintessential truck driver. Every truck driver looks like Sylvester Stallone Every in 1987. <laughs> Just ripped. They all have a cable curl machine in the truck. 
so that they can work out their arm wrestling rotations <laughs> while they're driving. This is just standard truck driver fare. Standard. They all wake up first thing in the morning and do some calisthenics, uh, which we see Sylvester Stallone's character and his son doing. And that is the premise of the movie. The premise of the movie is a road trip with dad. Um, and dad has not been in the picture. Um, but mom is dying. I don't remember if they ever specify yeah. what she's dying of. Do you I don't remember? remember that. No, no. Uh, must be some kind of cancer, something, something that's going slow. Very slow. And, she, and, and her kind of dying wish almost, although I don't think they call it that, but you know, she's kind of calling Sylvester Stallone from the hospital and, um, is encouraging him to, you know, take this, this trip. So he's picked up his son from like the military boarding school. I know. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say for this movie, they do a, a really great thing right off the top of character building. And I always enjoy this. And I think even, even some of the lamest 1980 movies do a good job of this, where I feel like a lot of movies today don't do a great job. And that is they have a little graduation ceremony. All the kids cheer and throw their hats in the hair in the air, except for Sylvester Stallone's son, yes. who just calmly holds his hat and observes the silliness of everyone around him yes. silently. They have that really cheesy song going on over the oh, top. I love the soundtrack. <laughs> oh man. I only remember one line from that song. I meant to watch this again uh, for for this, but I, then I thought I actually remember this film so well. I Me don't too. need to watch it again. No, no. But no. but I don't remember the the lyrics to that song except for one line, and it's "Cause in this country," <laughs> and it's like a man can be what yeah. he wants to be, or something like that. You know, it's <laughs> like this is, inspiring Americana rock oh, yeah. song. You know? <laughs> yeah. I love it. It was some Kenny. I think some Kenny Loggins action. You know, it's like man. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I will say it's pretty good. So it, it, it it's a little bit. Do you remember the Wizard? Yes, Fred Savage. I used to love that movie. We may have to talk about that movie. At some yeah, point. it's pretty good. It's a little. It's got the same kind of flavor. Yeah, as that one, which is really funny because the Wizard is just a Nintendo commercial. It's like a. It's like a ninety-minute Nintendo yeah, commercial for sure. But it's actually got some real heart and soul to it. Yeah. And um, I don't know, some real love and care that goes. It's true. And, and I do feel like in this movie, Over the Top, it's a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. The no, Wizard, it's a bad movie. also a bad movie. These are bad <laughs> movies. These are not good movies. Get it, Arbiters of Bad Taste, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I'm, but what I'm trying to say is, despite being bad movies, there feels like there's a lot of love and care that went into yes. the making of these movies. Whereas I feel like today, when we talk about bad movies, we're talking about the lack of love and care yes. that has gone into the filmmaking process. And here, in these movies, they took what is a bad idea and they loved it. Yeah, they loved it. Like the filmmakers just seemed to like they had this really dumb, 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 stupid idea, and then they just loved the hell out of it. They did, man. They <laughs> did. And you, know, you think about like father son story, 
And this actually, I know this sounds weird coming from us about this, but it's like, imagine you watched your dad arm wrestle a bunch of dudes, right? And it you'd was be like, so proud of you'd him. You'd be so pumped up. If I saw my yeah. dad arm wrestling that big, gigantic dude and he won, I would like, it's like your children seeing you accomplish something. No matter exactly. how dumb it seems, yeah. it's just like he's there cheering on his dad. It's like, when do you get to cheer on your dad? Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm kind of cool about that. Yeah. Um, No, I think you're right. And and so. And they have the really cheesy, um, bad dynamic between Sylvester Stallone's father in law. There's the bad blood. Apparently he's what drove he and his wife apart. Like, yeah. and they're and they're never too specific with these things, but never. it's just implied. And I actually feel like it's better for that. Right. Yeah. A movie I watched very recently, which is another movie that we should talk about in great detail, is actually Conan the Barbarian. I just watched it two days ago. Man. Literally so, just watched it. We need to go back to that one, but I bring it up just to say that movie ages better and better every time I watch it. And I don't watch Great. it very often. Five years can go by, 10 years can go by, and then I watch it again. I'm like, this movie's better now than the last time I watched it. Yeah, it's a long movie too, actually, man. It's like, It's wow, a long it's epic. Really long. <laughs> you People think Arnold Schwarzenegger, Swords and Sorcery, uh, it, it's gonna be, and also what ro- ruins Conan the Barbarian is that they made Conan the Destroyer, which is yeah, not yeah. nothing to do with Conan the Barbarian. It's true. You might as well have just changed all the names and said it's a totally different story about yeah. totally different characters because the Conan from Conan the Barbarian, he's not there in Conan the Destroyer. He's, no, he's not there. No. It's not the same kind of storytelling at all. But the storytelling in Conan the Barbarian, I bring it up because um, they, they just do things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, he, no, it does. They just do. And there's not a lot of time about like, oh, I'm this and I'm that. Yeah. And this character's this and this character's that. You might have one line of exposition type dialogue to introduce this or that or the other. And there is a narrator to the whole film, Conan the Barbarian. That's right. But even he doesn't go into great detail about anything. You just go into this world and they build the world so well that you don't need any explanations. Yeah. When's the last time you watched a movie in the last, (laughs) that came out, that was made in the last 10 to to 20 years where it was done so well, like a popular movie? You know, that it was done so well that they didn't feel like they had to keep on throwing in all this exposition or even where they had entire characters whose sole purpose is exposition. Even really great movies, if you think yeah. uh, um, uh, Inception. Yeah. yeah. I love that movie. Me too, man. There's one character in there. Ariadne is what they heard her characters. I'm blanking on the actress's name, but her only purpose in that movie is for exposition is so people can explain things to her and therefore explain things to us. Right. Christopher Nolan, I'm not faulting him. He's a great filmmaker. He's a different kind of filmmaker than, you know, the guys who did Conan the Barbarian. It's a different story. But what I'm trying to say is that 
Conan the Barbarian is telling, I feel like um, just as complex of a narrative, but without anybody having to sit around, tell you and, and explain things to you. It's like, yeah. no, we just go in and do things and boom, done. Yeah, <laughs> totally true. And it's the whole movie is almost kind of based on a philosophical argument. That's true. You yeah. think it's a, a you know an action movie, and it is. It is a sword and sorcery movie, but it's really about a philosophical argument between two sides. Yeah. Not quite what we get in Over the Top. <laughs> no, this isn't some religious <laughs> idolatry about a guy who turns into a snake. Yeah. <laughs> and crumb but it is yeah. an interest it is really an interesting human story about relationships it is, know, it is. it's it's interesting and um like you say over the top it's it's not interesting all right let's just get this <laughs> out of the way over the top is not an interesting movie it's a movie about a truck driver who's um com- trying to win a competitive arm wrestling match because he wants to win the first prize, which is a new truck. Right. And he, you know, like we said, he's a trucker and, and uh, he just wants the truck. And apparently he's an independent contractor trucker <laughs> yeah. and he just wants this new truck. I can't imagine any scenario of any type of sport competition in which an 18-wheeler is the grand prize. I know. Who wants that? Come on. <laughs> Oh, Sly wants it. You know what he wants? wants He wants to like deck out the gym in his truck. You know, he wants to get, you know, some more internal, external rotation. He wants that (laughs) sleeper cab so he can do some core work. Right. Yeah. Right. These are the important things. He can fit in a whole Bowflex in the back. That's That's right. You know, the sun part is a (laughs) secondary deal. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of, yeah. (laughs) There is some real drama in the film. Yeah. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen this 40-year-old movie. 35-year-old. Sorry, pardon me. 35-year-old movie. But the mother dies. And it's actually a pretty emotional scene. Even yeah. even in a dumb, dumb movies can have... And that that's what I mean about heart. You know, like somebody loved this movie. Yeah. Somebody really cared about the craft of filmmaking, even making this. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> well, they like you said, they loved it. They like loved up on it. And I don't know, like my this is the great thing about reviewing movies from as a 45-year-old person from a 10-year-old's perspective. And watching it's like, I loved it when I was like that old. I'm, I yeah. watched that movie so many times when I was a kid. Absolutely. Like Rented so Rented it with times. my friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we would arm wrestle afterwards. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, the whole deal. Right? I mean, there's yep. nothing more quintessential than 10-year-old boy watching people arm wrestle and like, let's get in there now. Let's do it. <laughs> get in here. <laughs> <laughs> get in here. And the close-up. I love that they did the close-ups. And it was yeah. like slides, like, uh, yeah. Uh, and the other guy's like, uh, and he's sweating profusely. <laughs> and it's like a Vegas lights thing. And I was like, oh my God, this must be in the best place ever to be. <laughs> like, you got to say, you, I mean, you have to admit that as an actor, very few people um, like demonstrate pushing your body to the limit the way Sly Stallone does in yes. like the faces he makes yeah. and the sounds he makes and everything. Right. 
um, you got to say, I mean, give him props as an actor for just going for it because most of us would really hold back and try to look cool. He doesn't look cool. He's like, he's making like the blues guitarist face. You know what I mean? When yeah, they're hitting, right. when they're bending a note. Yeah, the stinky know? faces in there. Yeah, exactly. yeah, just sweating profuse. I just remember so much sweat. <laughs> So much sweat. And like when they would interview the guys, I used to love the little interviews they did in the movie. Yeah. And that was the best. There was a guy who drinks the motor oil. And then you see him later taking like Alka-Seltzer or something. He's he's like trying to be cool. I'm drinking motor oil, blah, blah, blah. And then later you see he's totally sick from it. Exactly. Oh, man. Those are fun little things that they do. And you're right. Like those little interviews and stuff. Great. It really kind of makes the whole competition at the end. Because yes. let's face it, arm wrestling isn't that exciting to watch over <laughs> no. and over. No. You know, so when they came up with the idea of those interviews, they made it, it almost like pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you get to know these arm wrestlers that you don't know. They're, they're not right. in the film until the very end, you know, right. most of these guys. And... uh so anyway, yeah, it's it's great. And then, you know, the the cheesiest, lamest whole part of those interviews or whatever is Sylvester Stallone's hat. <laughs> it's like a switch. I turn it around. It's like a switch. And then I'm ready to go. It's <laughs> always a good, you got a good impression there. <laughs> Turns, and I used to do that. I used to do that with my hat. And I'll be like, it's yeah, I'm switch. serious now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Now I'm serious. I'm wearing my hat backwards. Now that I look like the paper boy, I'm serious about arm wrestling. Here we go. Here we and then go. they try to throw like he's in the tournament and the father-in-law thing, you know, he tried to give him money to like, just get out of here, you know, just yeah. try to buy him off, you know, and Sly has integrity. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's going to make his own way. That's right. You know, he doesn't you know, need his father-in-law's help. Yeah. <laughs> So, man, what a funny movie. Uh, there's there's two what you could call maybe action scenes. Yeah. The father-in-law, he's trying to basically, he's trying to kidnap his grandson yeah. away yeah. from Sylvester Stallone. So he has like some bounty hunters or whatever who've yeah. gone out. And there's like one or two little car, short car chase scene things, yeah. you know, where he has to get them back from the, the would-be kidnappers. And then there's one scene where he's going to see his father-in-law and his father-in-law like has a bodyguard. Yeah. What kind of business is his father-in-law <laughs> in where he needs a six foot six monster bodyguard? <laughs> the only reason for this bodyguard there is so Sylvester Stallone's character can punch him through the, the window. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason they've never defined what the father-in-law does for a living, no. why he would need any kind of security whatsoever. Um, you know, so anyway, it's just so funny that it's like, yeah, he's got a bodyguard there for this one purpose. Yes. For Sylvester Stallone to throw him through the window. <laughs> Your job is to let Sly look real, make him look really good in this part. I mean, come on. So I, I love stuntmen and, um, I love thinking about those scenes. It's like that stunt man, you know, that security guard, he's just a stunt man. He's not like an actor, actor. He's, he's a stunt man who just comes in and he's being hired to get thrown through this window. And, yeah. 
And it's like, it, it feels like a, a really simple scene, but everything that goes into that scene and, and how dangerous the scene is, right. potentially is for the stuff, yes. man. And even for Sylvester Stallone, he could get, he could possibly get cut up of because course. you are going through real glass most of the time. A lot of people think it's all fake, but no, most of these guys are going through real glass and they have to, they use tiny explosives to pop the glass just before the person goes through. And if they don't do that in the right time or in the right way, and if the person doesn't actually go through the window, instead of if they just like fall into the window or whatever, they, you know, bad things can happen. Sure. So uh, anyway, e- even in that scene, that such a dumb, stupid scene. Once again, it's like a whole lot of thought preparation has to go into, hey, let's have Sylvester Sloan punch a guy through a window. Why? I don't know. Just, just you know. Guys. It's because it's a sly movie. I mean, come on, it's like this is what happens during sly movies. Come on. Do you do you feel like they had to do something like that because you can't? Yes. Have a Sylvester Stallone movie where he doesn't punch a guy. No, he has to. It was that time in his career where you know yeah. he's doing this is the Rocky phase, all this stuff, man. He yeah. he has to do something. He can't be he can't be overly emotional in these <laughs> movies in a sly way that he's emotional. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I just think you. it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I was thinking about movies that came out that are kind of like this. So, I mean, not kind of like this in in the same way, but basically, it's action heroes who take on kid companions. Yeah, and this is a theme that that goes on. We've got Last Action Hero. Yep. We've got Terminator Two. You've got uh, even that Chuck Norris. Do you remember the Chuck Norris oh film Sidekick? Sidekicks yes, or I remember something? that. Yes. I mean, wow. So, Sidekicks and Last Action Hero, for all intents and purposes, are the same movie. Yes. You know, they have different themes and everything, but they're both about a kid's hero. Basically, they're their imaginary friend and then they yes. become real, you know. Um, and. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, you know, if, I mean, like Sylvester Stallone, Last Action Hero, I actually just watched that recently. Me too. <laughs> what, are, really? what are we doing that you and I are just watching all these old movies? I don't there. know why we're watching these movies. <laughs> what are we doing? I, I watched Last Action Hero kind of like what you said about Conan kind of on accident. It was just an accident. Yeah. I actually, because um, I was curious, sometimes when I'm scrolling through, I'm curious about what they say about them, how they describe the movie. There's one movie uh, that I scrolled through. It was a Von Damme movie that's only a couple years old. Yeah. But they don't say a thing about the plot in the movie (laughs) or in the description. And that tells you everything that you need to know. tells you everything, man. (laughs) You know, it it says something like, expect the splits and you know, yeah. it's like kind of a tongue in cheek description. Cause it's a yeah. Von Dom movie. It tells you to expect some explosions and the splits and some kicking. Yeah, I for mean, sure. That was the description. Yeah, the spin of, kick for sure. They don't tell you anything <laughs> about the plot synopsis whatsoever. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we're just watching all these movies, man. It's weird. It's like, we've oh. got the hive mind going. Oh, I'm man, almost almost so kind of thinking I'm like I need to have this in my back pocket when I talk to Simon. <laughs> like, yeah, 
Bring this stuff up. Next, I'm gonna. Be, now I'm thinking I need to go and rewatch Delta Force with Chuck Norris. Oh I'm man, like, <laughs> my dad loved that that movie, so wow. I saw it when I was growing up. You know, man, so, me too. I loved it growing up. Oh, yeah, but um, it's kind of weird with the hijackers and stuff. It's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I always my favorite scene in that whole movie was the priest. Yeah, when he sat next to the Jew. Yeah, because the 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 hijackers were anti-Jew, Jewish, right. uh, and they told the priest he didn't have to be up there with the Jewish captives, and he said Jesus was a Jew. So, yeah. and I thought that was a really once again, it's like these little things in the in these right. old eighties movies. It's <laughs> right. like these little touches, little touches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that priest is not like a big character in the movie or anything, but there's yeah. just this moment of. Um, somebody just doing the right thing, somebody yeah. standing with somebody else and saying, we're all the same. Yeah. You know, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. These, 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 it's easy to overlook those parts in these movies from these decades, because it seems like everything else is about the explosions, the yeah. fighting, but they, they sneak it in there. And if you pay attention, you're like, oh, that was thoughtful. You know? Re- yeah, absolutely. And I, and I feel like that's once again, I, and I don't want to keep harping on the new movies and whatever, but I just, once again, over and over again, I just think about it. I think about, um, like we get Easter eggs today yeah, in movies instead of like thoughtful moments. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, heaven forbid we watch a Chuck Norris movie and we have a thoughtful moment, you know? I know. <laughs> I mean, so, come on. You know, and, and I just feel like they're, 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 and and it's not you know we're making blanket blanket statements here and there's plenty of movies that are made today and in, in, in this age that have really thought provoking things in them right but I don't feel like a lot of the action ones really no. do I think they just cater to they're basically a Fast and the Furious type of thing you know yeah it's just like hey the- family <laughs> family. <laughs> By the I, same guy who was in the pacifier. <laughs> Can he jump his car through a plane yeah. into a ravine and still be alive? That's really just what you want to see, isn't it? Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> one of my kids said, you know, their friends wanted to see the new one that's just come out in theaters. And they, it looks ridiculous. Like, just, so oh, you know. I mean, it looks so goodness. ridiculous. I, mean, I, I, so I sat there and watched the preview for it, the trailer. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, Jason Momoa was lowering himself to. I'm like, really? This is a money grab. I mean, it's paychecks. It's yeah, paychecks. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, and and you know what? If somebody asked me to be in one, I'm there. Sign I'm all in. Are you I'm serious? All, oh, absolutely. No, there wouldn't. The movie would never even get out of the movie like set. There's no way you would. You would have it burned down. I this would, is I not would, serious work, guys. No. <laughs> I would give it 110 percent. And and I would take that paycheck all the way to the bank. I'm telling you that I have a lot of high ideals, but I'm also a sellout. <laughs> Easy. But Easily in your trailer, you would be talking so much shit about the movie, yeah. how bad it was. Yeah. Imagine you and I were on set this movie, okay? Yeah. We're like, yeah, we'll both take the $20 million for sure. We're not idiots. Yeah, absolutely. But in the trailer, we would be trashing the movie oh, completely. Like, no, no doubt. We'd just be sitting in there. It's like, what is going on? What, why are why, we doing this? Who are we? Who oh, are I know we? why we're doing it. Yeah, money. Lots and lots of lots money. Lots of money, but it's a terrible script. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know, uh, that's what I've heard about some of these 
filmmakers who, when they invite somebody to do a film, they're just like, Hey, you want to make a lot of money? Yeah. You know, like Sylvester Stallone is doing the expendables movies, like calling guys up. It's like, Hey, (laughs) you want to make a money, a lot of money? Cause we're going to go pretty cheap on the special effects. (laughs) They're not going to be very good. You probably need the money. Get over here. Yeah. The IRS (laughs) has been after your ass for years. Taxes you need to pay. (laughs) So, I mean, and, and, as an actor, uh, you don't know when your next job is coming. Right. So I, I, I just, I never have a problem with actors and directors taking jobs. I just don't. Yeah. You know, I have a problem with uh, um, movie houses greenlighting the wrong projects. I'm That's what you. I have a problem with. <laughs> you know these these movie making machines and they're greenlighting terrible projects instead Agreed. of doing something that could be cool. Totally agree. But you know, Simon, if it's like if it's like community theater or free, Simon's ripping it apart. He doesn't care. He's going to destroy the production. I still I still, you know, I still support people individually. I just, you know, sometimes the the finished product is is really, really lacking. And he'll let you know about it. (laughs) Oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. I'll let you know with something I do is bad. I've told you when things, I don't like things that I've done. I mean, I'm not immune from this criticism. I know when I'm doing something bad and it doesn't get finished or released normally because I'm just like, no, this is bad. Yeah. So that's the filter that we should have as, as creators, you know, creators. Yeah. Is is be able to say, oh, you know what? What I'm doing right now is it's not good. <laughs> I, I should I should stop this and do something different. Yeah, you know what? Here's the test for you, since I'm going to trigger you with the whole Star Wars thing, because I know how much you, you <laughs> would you be in that? Would you have been in those movies if they paid you a lot of money? No, no matter what, Simon. All right. So here's the thing: I don't think most people get the whole script. Or, or even a script at all when they get to <laughs> okay. it. I, I really don't. Okay. So, yes, absolutely, I would have been in those movies. And I would have felt like Mark Hamill when he finally actually got to read the script. <laughs> and I would have felt completely betrayed. <laughs> and that's how it would have gone down. That's how it would have gone down. And then, like Mark Hamill, I would have been a professional and said, okay, I'm, I'm doing this because this is the job I'm hired to do. But... I don't agree <laughs> with what's <laughs> happening. And Mark Hamill was so tasteful. He said it. He said it straight to the interviewers. He said, I did not agree with this version, this take of Luke Skywalker. This isn't Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But he, Ryan Johnson, that director, he seems to really get people to have faith in him. I, I don't know yeah. what it is about him. Maybe he has some kind of subtle charisma to him. Right. Right. Um, but you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think his track record as a filmmaker lives up to whatever. Why, yeah. you know, the, the people, it, his portfolio would not make me want to hire him as a director. Let's just put right. it that way. There's something else there. There's got to be something yeah. else there. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. he, I, I just feel like all of his movies. Even the ones that I've enjoyed, like the first Knives Out movie, yeah. I enjoyed it. 
but even in enjoying it, I saw, you know, right through it and that it's so fundamentally flawed in so many ways. uh, So as to, you know, make me think, well, I mean, it was almost good, but I still enjoyed it. I still (laughs) enjoyed it, even though, even though it wasn't quite a good movie. Yeah. uh, But also, I don't know how he does it, but if you get the right cast and crew, that that's part of what pulls the wool over people's eyes. When you that's get true. the right actors to deliver the lines and to get you, you know, through the scenes and stuff, sometimes you forget how bad the scenes are. Or, or I don't want to say the word bad. Let me just say illogical or mm-hmm. or obvious or things right. like that. You know, it's like okay, well, you know. That, so that, that's what he did in both of those Knives Out movies, is he put a killer <laughs> yeah. cast together. That's he right. He really did. That's right. And, and that cast is completely wasted in that second movie. I know, man. But in the first uh, movie, at least the cast is utilized well. Right. Everybody in that cast actually has some good stuff to do. Yeah. And they actually, you know, they're not complete and utter morons. <laughs> I have a new spinoff for you. Here's a new okay. spinoff. Ready. It involves you and me. All okay. right. Okay. You're Obi-Wan. <laughs> I'm Mace okay. Windu. Okay. I love this. And we're in space. Is this a buddy we're, Jedi movie? Yeah, we're the new intergalactic like police force. <laughs> Jedi force. And I think it's like, it could be one of the better movies they put out. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> See, and you just let Samuel L. Jackson loose. On right. that, or you know, you just let yourself lose. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, that's exactly. what I'm saying. It's like, um, gosh, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good movie, man. We use the force in a different way. Like we yeah. don't like. <laughs> <laughs> we got imaginations and yeah. no scruples. No, we just yeah. you know, it's a whole different movie. You know, we're we're not idealistic. You know, we're not even trying to go to the Jedi Temple. We're like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Other places to go, man. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, that is once again. Okay, let's let's go back to these movies we were talking about, like you know, um, over the top, last action hero. Yeah. The, these movies that, um, I don't know. They just had this theme of like action hero with a kid. Yes. You know. Um. So I guess in our version, you're the action hero. I'm the kid. Uh, <laughs> well, is this real yeah. life yeah. Well, well yeah it's a bit of both it's true to life it's true to life true? but mate, you're, really... you're the older wiser mace windu and i'm the right. younger yeah. obi-wan and um but yeah i mean even in uh the star wars you 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 have those dynamics right you have somebody right. like an obi-wan kenobi training a luke skywalker or you have an obi-wan kenobi training a uh um anakin Skywalker, right. you have that kind of, you know, he, you know, hero and younger uh, person. And anyway, um, so it's a popular trope. Let's just let's just yes. put it that way. Um, but I, I don't know why it became popular. Can you like compare Last Action Hero to any other Arnold action movie? It's not as good, of course. So why did we feel the need as a society 
to start putting 12 year olds <laughs> alongside the biggest action stars of the time. No, not sure. Yeah. It, uh, Indiana Jones had short round. Yeah, short round. That's right. You know, um, who I will say as a character was not nearly as annoying and a lot more useful than these other characters yeah. from other movies, yeah. you know, other kid characters. Um, it, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened kind of mid eighties where, uh, up until the early nineties roundabouts where we had the biggest action stars of the era teaming up with teens and preteens. I just yeah. don't know what's going on. I just think it was a big time for like kids. Like for some reason, it was a very kid centric time with like Goonies and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. You had Corey Hart, you know, Corey Ames. You had all these movies, you know, that were like very teenage. But there were a lot of stars that were kids in the 80s who are now like, you know, Sean Astin was a big kid guy yeah. back then. You know, it's like, I think there's just like, there was a lot of kid star power in the you 80s. Think, you think they were trying to take the two? It's like, most of the movies Arnold and so and Stallone were in were R-rated movies. So yeah. it's like, well, these kids can't really go, you know, unless their parents take them. And, right. know, and then, then people are frowning at the parents for taking them to an <laughs> R-rated movie. <laughs> what are you doing in here? Yeah. <laughs> Watching a movie. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, we got um, kind of frowned upon because I took my kids to Tombstone, uh, you know, screening of Tombstone. Oh, really? Nice. That's so good. So good, um, and my kids loved it. I was just like, "So what did you did. think?" They didn't. They didn't know what to expect. And and you know, like most kids, if you tell them it's a western, they don't care about cowboys. No kid no. cares about cowboys anymore. No. They think it's going to be really boring. <laughs> you know, right? It's like you know, but they watch. It's <laughs> like, oh, because what is it? It's a movie about characters. It's yes. not about cowboys. It's about characters. Yes. So. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting that we go through this phase of action heroes. To, and and I got to say, I, I think it's all about the box office because they're just trying to get more kids into the theaters. Who, you know, kids, they want to watch these movies and they have yes. to like sneak you know, to watch <laughs> them and stuff. Most of the kids do it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, and so anyway, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. But uh, so it's just a big cash grab. That's what I'm trying to say. It's I a think big so. cash grab. Yeah. Yeah, because you want to kind of almost merge these two big draws. Say, well, you know, we want an Arnold movie, but man, the people love these kids' movies too. Well, Arnold yeah. could probably be kind of funny, you know, and he yeah. is kind of funny when he's Sly. To me, is not funny ever with kids and no, stuff. Like, he's just kind of he doesn't have like, that juice, you know. It's like just I, I don't think Sly has the comedy gene. Although no. when he's when he's Rocky, somehow he pulls it off. He's actually yeah. pretty funny as Rocky. Right. But when he tries to do something that is of a more sophisticated, let's just say nature, where he has to be a little more well-spoken, yeah. then he's not He's not good at that comedy. He's not you mean good you didn't like it. Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? <laughs> oh, I, and I didn't like Oscar. Oscar, yeah. Remember Oscar? Okay. It's not All good. Right. Those, those two movies we just listed off, even it, my younger self knew they were bad. Me too. I don't, I, I don't even think I got through Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. I don't think I ever finished that movie. Even as a young kid, I was like, no, this is really bad. I saw the preview in a movie theater when I was younger. I remember this like yesterday. 
I was in the movie theater with my brother, and it came on, and we both looked at each other. I said, "This is a stupid movie." <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we, I can't believe we're probably going to watch this. It looks really bad, though. Oh, it's so bad, and <laughs> that did the opposite. It took it took a ninety year old woman and brother with this. It's like we went young. Now let's go completely let's go to the other side of the dial. <laughs> Which I got to say, also, even my younger self was fooled by trailers because, yeah. uh, all right, uh, you know, I actually love the Golden Girls. Me too. And she was in the Golden Estelle Girls. Getty, yes. Yeah. yeah. So so when I saw that Sylvester Stallone was teaming up with one of the Golden Girls, I'm like, hey, I'm in. I'm in. I, I go to watch this movie. We didn't even see it in the theater. We rented it when it came. It, it didn't bad, last though. in the theater very long. It, it, <laughs> probably, it was probably out of the theater in a week. So we rented it from, you know, the local movie store and, and and yeah, I don't think I finished it. I don't think I ever finished it. It's as bad as you think it was. I have no remembrance of that movie. (laughs) uh, Well, I I remember scenes of that movie, but I have no, I don't remember what the, other than his mother comes to stay with him or whatever, which it can't be his mother. It's gotta be his grandmother. I mean, you know, but, but it, it is his mother, but it's like your, your mother would be like 60. This woman's yeah. like 80. I know. When did she have, did she have you when she was 16? What <laughs> I mean? Were you a miracle It was not baby? even necessary for him to even make this movie. It was not, and there was like no reason at all for him I, to I even make I just think he wanted movie. to do comedies. Arnold, uh, yeah. Arnold successfully merged comedy and action. Yeah. You know, which was only slightly new to the United States to have a right. big action star doing success but clint eastwood tried to do comedy back yeah, in the day. you know burt reynolds did comedy yeah, his yeah. movies were more kind of action comedy most of the time so it wasn't like a big tank but but for somebody like an arnold to do comedy like he hadn't really seen that and then it was yeah. like oh wow and and to do it so well like a kindergarten cop i mean yes that's such a good action comedy. <laughs> so good. And, and it's very little action. It's mostly comedy. It's right. so it's so good. And, and then you have the junior, you know, you gotta throw yeah. that one out. Yeah, you, you know? gotta throw so, it out. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> you, you, you got a bomb here and there. And that movie okay. would get crushed today by oh, like man. weird political stuff, man. Oh <laughs> gosh, <laughs> just yeah. Get crushed. <laughs> like, oh, so many of those old movies would. <laughs> so many movies would just get crushed today. Um uh, one of my kids recently asked me if the Dukes of Hazard, the original TV show, yeah. if it was any good, and I was like, "Well, it is not politically correct. <laughs> they drive around with a, in a car <laughs> called the General Lee, and it has, you know, the Confederate flag." Feel like flag they were trying it. to be like weird though about it. <laughs> it's like- that's the thing I was telling him. I was like, "But these are. It was a different time, and there's zero racism in it." Yeah. There, there's zero championing the, you know, the antebellum South. Right. These are just some, you know, I mean, cliche Southern moonshining. Just some <laughs> moonshiners, good old boys. you know. Yeah, <laughs> never doing no harm. <laughs> and the funny thing about them is that they're like college-educated football star Weird. physique good old boys i mean come down to the south guys that's not what they're like this ain't it this ain't real life <laughs> and they don't talk like that i mean they the the, the duke boy brothers barely had southern accents I know. you know i mean it's, it's, <laughs> you know? 
These movies <laughs> now would just be cast as like like over the top. Sly would be a progressive, and the guy he beats would be like a MAGA guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be. They just put it. They, that's how they would. Instead of when we were watching and we were growing up, you just wasn't even a thought. It was like, wow, this is a great matchup between this yeah. really big guy and the smaller guy, you know, and the intensity. I mean, we weren't thinking Zero about that agenda. Stuff. And I think Clint Eastwood said it best, actually, when he was being asked about directing and stuff and, and you know, how he directs a movie uh, because his, his movies, you know, the, especially the ones that get, you know, like the Oscar contender yeah. movies they have strong messages in them if that's what you want to call it. But he, he's right. like, the story comes first. He's like, you don't yes. worry about the message because if you tell the story, it, you know, the message is there and you don't have to worry about, am I, am I sending the right message or am I sending a message at all? You just tell a story and m- movies like million dollar baby. Yeah. Unforgiven. That's right. You know, these are movies that are perfect examples of that, where he just tells a story. He doesn't tell you what to think about it. He doesn't tell you who's right, who's wrong. Uh, it's just, he just tells a story, and you're left to ponder that for yourself. Right. And uh, wouldn't the world be so much better if that's what we got in filmmaking? <laughs> We're not more often. That. We're you know? not getting that. <laughs> <laughs> Or TV shows and stuff like that. I mean, did you ever watch Law and Order when it was on? Oh yeah. Once in a while, we would watch the Law and Order SVU or S. I've watched so much of that. So much of that in my life. Well, I just had a crush on Mariska Hargitay. Hargitay. Oh yeah. yeah. Me too, man. Yeah, I had a big crush on her, so I'd watch it just to watch her. So Um, Simon. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't care about anything else. You know. Me too, guys. All right. But it would, there, there's always those moments in those episodes where they just tell you exactly what you should think yeah. about whatever political thing that they're kind of dealing with in the episode. And it's it's so unnatural the way it even comes up and the way the characters have to say yeah. the lines and everything. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys couldn't have a conversation about it. You just, you, they're not having a conversation. It's, 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 it's posed as a conversation, yeah. but it's just people making statements and that's not a conversation No, because there's nobody, no. there's, there's nobody giving the opposite opinion. There's nobody, there's no, there's no pushback to anybody's yeah. opinion. It's just, well, this is how it is. Blah, blah, blah. And this is blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to your point, I, in that over the top scenario where, where it's, the, the guy on the other side is wearing his MAGA oh, hat yeah. forward and all, and, and so that's just yeah. as, 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 uh, anyway, um, there would be no, uh, uh, we would not feel any humanity for the MAGA guy. No. And we would, we would not be told, you know, anything about his story, just like in over the top, right? There's no political agenda there. There's right. no political messaging there, but when we're doing political messaging, there's no nuance. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yes. There's zero nuance to it. And and <laughs> as much as I don't like sometimes to hear people who are speaking out against woke media. Yeah. Because I'm not anti-woke, I'm just anti-bad storytelling. <laughs> 
That's all I am. Uh, <laughs> you know? I, I know it, man. <laughs> cast, cast as diverse as possible. Sure. You know, tell stories about di- diverse people, uh, all about equity, all about all these things. But if your story sucks and your movie sucks, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it either. I don't care how how great the message is it just it just doesn't matter the story matters the most exactly yeah. you know <laughs> and i think also like now like i just popped in my mind i was like man imagine two wong fu coming out now or ang lee's broke back mountain right oh I mean, yeah the rage would be unbelievable Right now. And I think some of that is the reason why we're maybe not getting these quality of movies sometimes, too, is that there's a blowback. And maybe some directors are like, I just don't want to deal with this, you know, or yeah. I don't know. It's just a thought, you know. Well, there's so many. Um, I, I listen to a lot of film reviews just as I'm doing stuff throughout the day. I, I really enjoy. I, I enjoy people who are who are thoughtful about it. There, and even people who I disagree with. One of them, his his uh, his name is like the critical drinker or something like that. Okay, and and he he kind of puts on a character. He's like Scottish or British or something, and and he he's he's just kind of like a non woke kind of yeah. guy, and he doesn't like the woke messaging, and he doesn't like seeing you know. It, the moment he sees like an all female cast, he's out, you know, <laughs> kind of a deal, uh, which, uh, which I don't agree with. I, yeah. you know, I think is wrong. Just... However, <laughs> I can't disagree when he starts talking about how bad the movies are. Right. No, they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, you should be able to make great movies with an all female cast or a mostly yeah. female cast. And we've seen it done before. I was just talking sure. to a friend yesterday about steel magnolias. It's an amazing movie. Mostly all female, all the lead characters right, are female. Right. It's an amazing film. You can yeah. make that today. You can make it with superheroes. You can make it, you know, whatever. You can have an all female. But unfortunately, because of the political messaging that we've been talking about, we don't get a good story. We no. don't get good characters. We get Mary Sue's. <laughs> we do get Mary Sue's. Yeah. We do get married. You know, you, there's one statement you made that's probably false. Is you're talking to your friend the other day? I thought oh, I was your yeah, only that's friend. True. I mean, what that's are you talking true. about? I was, I was talking like, to <laughs> an acquaintance. <laughs> How dare you make up these other people in your life? <laughs> Not me. You bastard. <laughs> that, that is seriously a joke that we have around here because I just don't hang out with anybody really. You know, I'll, I'll talk to people on the phone. Um, I, 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 I don't call anybody and say, let's hang out. That's just 0% yeah. of the time. Am I <laughs> contacting somebody and saying, let's do something yeah. unless it's like another couple and like Shannon and I are going to sure. hang out with them together or maybe, and even then so rare, you know, Simon, you know, listen, Shannon, she warned me <laughs> because, you know, she's coming on the podcast pretty That's soon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and she texts me, and she is like, "I swear, you better not talk about '80s movies to me yeah. ever, and this, or I will not do this." I was like, "I didn't even, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about it." Oh man, <laughs> she wants to listen to our podcast, but she's like, "But I don't care about these movies." So I was like, "But it's yeah, bigger it's a, than the movies." Come on, that's what I keep telling her. It's like, well, you just have to, you have to listen to us talk about these movies so you can hear us talk about bigger yes. things, because yes. that's what the movies are meant to to do. You know, yeah, are meant to talk about bigger things. Even the dumb ones that we talk about, like over right. the top, 
it's meant to tell a story about a father and son and family yes. dynamics and a father who is uh you know he, he he's he he hasn't been a good father and he wants to be right. a good father now yeah basically that's, that's the good. story right yeah. Yeah. and that's a good story last action hero um you know it's about a guy who <laughs> finds out his entire life is a lie right but this kid has faith in him when they're in the movie, but when they're out of the movie and in real life, he has no faith in him. Yeah. And it's actually, it's, it's kind of a, a, a great idea right. where he's actually trying to earn the faith and respect of this kid that's in the right. real world. In the real world. Yeah. Sometimes that's a lot, like there's, because it's kind of, it's, it's, I want to say it's totally nuanced, but it, I mean, it, it's not the, they, they don't try to drive that narrative home. They're, they're right. too, in a movie like Last Action Hero, they're too busy having fun. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes they have fun to the detriment of the movie. And sometimes they're having fun to, I mean, the way that the, the whole purpose of that movie is to make fun of action movies. That's right. It's That's Arnold right. making fun of himself. It's his most meta movie, which he does a lot of meta stuff. I mean, let's yeah. face it, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's, we're always cognizant that he is Arnold in a movie. Of course. <laughs> I'm watching his documentary on Netflix when it comes out uh, next month, man. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm, heard I'm all that. over yeah. that, man. You know, but even think about like uh, Captain America: Civil War, right? We talked about that. It's a movie that has a lot of heart about choosing between this person and you choosing between friends. It's choosing. Yeah, I mean that's actually really powerful. It is like, really powerful. So Shannon, it's not stupid, okay? Yeah, <laughs> we're not. We're not as dumb as people say. She thinks we're like two 10-year-old boys and you're talking about I stuff. know, just, just reminiscing about these movies we love. And and I think sometimes Shannon is also not somebody to rewatch a movie. Okay. She just doesn't do it. Yeah. So for, for people like you and I, we will rewatch a movie even when it's bad. Oh, I still do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole premise I mean, of this show. Exactly. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Where it's like I will take two hours of my day or my night and I will watch this bad movie. <laughs> and I sometimes I don't know why I'm doing it. Yeah, it just sometimes happens I sometimes. don't know why. And it's yeah. kind of an existential crisis. <laughs> but but I will say, like, I learn something every time I watch one of these movies we talk sure. about. And sometimes when it's like a movie like Over the Top, I learn about how much love and care can go into a movie, even when it's not very good. And I, right. and I feel like, I feel like when somebody puts love and care into something, even when it's not very good, it comes through. It does. Like you see it and you feel you it. You feel the love and care that goes into something. Yeah. And you know, whether, whether it's like woke messaging or whether it's um, too many, like, special effects or, or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, I feel like, and I don't want to insult any of the directors and actors work making these movies today, but I feel like the, the love and care gets lost. Yeah. It gets distracted from, cause they might have a lot of love and care that's going into it, but then we don't see it because it was all done on a green screen. Right. Yeah, Exactly. Totally agree, man. Dude, we got to talk about Conan the Barbarian maybe soon. I mean, I 
it's top of mind for me right now, man. It's uh, that movie. I'm just like, holy cow! I, I mean, when I watched that just the other day, I was blown. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you because it had been probably about five years since I've seen it last, yeah. at least. <laughs> Everybody's like five years. Hasn't it been like fifteen or twenty? Yeah. <laughs> no, not here, guys. No, <laughs> because these are movies worth going back to. Yes. This, I mean, Conan. I was, I was literally blown away by that movie. Same here. And it, it it's not because it stars the greatest actors in the world. It's not because <laughs> it has the most interesting story in the world. It's not because it has the most amazing message in the world. It's because every single scene in that movie is well-crafted, well-thought-out, and it's just great storytelling. Yes. And it, and every scene is real sets, real, like, most yes. of it's outdoors. It is. That's and just the crazy part. It's mostly outdoors. Yeah. Even the sets that, like, they're in a building or something, it's like an open building. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they're or still the outdoors. And stuff, you yeah, know? And, yeah. And so... Every set piece, it doesn't feel like a set piece. You know what I mean? Like today, if yeah. you watch like a Fast and a Furious movie or something like that, yeah, you're bad. watching a set okay. piece, yeah. you know? But this that movie doesn't feel like, it never feels like a set piece. It feels like a natural, oh, this is what I thought about the Conan the Barbarian movie. There's no, I have to get this so I can go get that. What, yeah. what, what do we call that again? It's like, it, it's like, um, it's a video game trope. Oh, I but see. It's, I but see. it's in movies now, side quest stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. It's like, in order to get to here, to get this, we have to get this. And then in order to get that, we have to get right, that. Right, and over and over right. and over again. There's none of that. There's none. Of that. And, and Conan the Barbarian is not a ver- like a linear, totally linear story either. But there's no, oh, we have to do this to do that, do that. No. They just go on an, they're just going on adventures and things happen naturally they build yes. naturally yes they it's just brilliant I, I, there's I, a lot of traveling in the movie and it's just uh it's a journey man we, we got to talk about it we, i got some i have a lot of thoughts about that movie like a lot me too i i i, I could sit down and make like a whole list about like how <laughs> that might be one of the best movies in the last 40 years and i'm not joking i'm not I'm it's not, a really like, good movie man uh, it, people will laugh to hear me say Conan the Barbarian is one of the best <laughs> movies in the last 40 years. I'm not kidding when I say that. It's really that good. It's very good. I mean, you get James Earl Jones up in there, man. Yeah. I mean, it's... Whew. It kicks the hell out of almost every other sword and sorcery movie I can think it's true. of. true. I, I, can't, I can't think... And it's also a comic book movie. Yes. Conan the Barbarian is based on a comic book. So if you, you, put, you pit it up against pretty much any other comic book movie. I'm yeah. going to say it kicks the hell out of pretty much any yeah. comic book pretty movie. Pretty good, almost. man. I mean, it's so good. Yeah, we're talking about it. It's going to, you guys are going to get downloaded, <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. I'm going to be nice to Simon as I usually am. <laughs> Even though he's talking about these other friends, this nebulous universe of other uh, people who, I don't know. It's, it's, his wife said, a, I, it's, I, I talked to your oh. best friend, my husband, and uh, yeah. I was like, like, oh, really? No, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, man. Nope, be nice to me. joke okay? around here. It's like, yeah, it, Simon has one friend and it's Darian. <laughs> Oh, this yep. is pathetic. Okay. <laughs> oh, they're like Avis and uh, you know, uh Julia Child and yeah. <laughs> they're pen pals, they're podcast pals. Yeah. They never met each other. <laughs> exactly. 
And if they're smart, they never will. <laughs> you keep saying if this, like yeah. the planet's gonna die if we meet each other. So yeah, worlds <laughs> collide. <laughs> Burn it down. <laughs> Well, this was awesome. Simon, I mean, seriously, you're amazing. You're always amazing. You're misunderstood, but I understand you, okay? Thanks, That's man. Nice. I appreciate it, man. Everyone else thinks it. you're weird. I think you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's I, about I, the best I can say. <laughs> I, I told my kids the other day, I said, um, I said, you know, my parents love me. They just don't like anything I do or say. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate that you, Darian, actually like some of the things that I do. I do actually. So I knew I, it and, immediately and the feeling too. Is mutual. <laughs> and I don't know if your wife showed this text to you, but I sent her a very long text about my feelings about you. I oh, she did it. And I'm she gonna, didn't. She I'm didn't have do that. Her copy and and paste that to me. I'm I said, if it, it yeah. wasn't for you, I would have never met Simon. I said, yeah. you're actually the reason I know Simon. And I said, yeah. That's you brought us together and it was magic right from the beginning, man. Yep. It really was. It was awesome from the second we started. I was like, oh, I like this guy. Good guy. Oh, yeah. Really good exactly. guy. Exactly. Yeah, it was just like, Sparks boom. flew, bells Sparks rang. Sparks flew. It was a rom-com, man. Yep. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> Such a meat cute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And now look where we're at all these years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to do a show together? <laughs> it's like I three just, years now. I think yeah. we're going on like three years of yeah talking to each other. And Simon, I just can't quit you. <laughs> just... <laughs> I wish I could quit you. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much, Simon. Thank Always you. A pleasure. We got Conan on deck next time, I think. Sounds yeah, like that's what we're going to do. That's got to be what we do. It that's does. what we're doing yep. next time. All right. Signing out, my friend. Boom. All right. Talk to you soon.